Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, July 2nd. And cold. Today's scripture reading is from Galatians chapter 4, verses 15 through 20, from Mike's Amplified Version, which reads, So what happened to all that sublime joy? For I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Those people are zealously trying to win you over, but not for anything good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you might zealously seek after them. It's fine to be zealous in seeking to recruit others to your cause, provided it's a good cause. It's not like I have a license to court you, but no one else does. I just don't like their intentions. And besides, you're not my cause. You're my kids. And right now, I feel like I'm giving birth to you all over again, with each contraction yearning for Christ to be formed in you yet again. Oh, how I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone from scolding to soothing and back again, because I don't know what to do with you. This is God's Word. Would that you were hot or cold. And the Galatians took turns being both. Hot enthusiasm for Paul, even in his weakness, as they embraced the good news and the Jesus put on display through it all. And now, the cold shoulder, as the new kid in town disses Paul as a wannabe or a has-been with no real credentials, and everyone lines up to enroll, going so far as to roll up their tunics for needed foreskin removal, which or after which they limped away clutching their new calendar of events and their new holy menu. And that was just for starters. What has happened to all of that previous sublime joy Paul has left sputtering? Where did all of that hot enthusiasm go? Flipping minds indeed. And then, as Beth Moore observes in her study on Galatians, that she calls, Now the Faith Has Come, in an epistle heavily stocked with questions, now comes perhaps the most potent and searing of them all. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Ah, but the truth does make enemies, Paul, all the time, even, or perhaps even especially, of the best of friends. Of course, this is at times because our delivery is poor, or the timing is terrible, or even that we've forgotten that just because something is true doesn't mean that it's helpful or right to share it. Speaking the truth in love, may we grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, Paul later writes to the Ephesian church. Both elements in that equation are crucial, speaking the truth and doing so in love. But the greatest of these remains love. For though there is a time to speak and a time to be silent, there is never a time not to love, is there? Paul had spoken. They had loved. And Paul had loved. And he still loves as he writes what is a very difficult letter. So 
here's the thing about love and truth and relationships. Just don't hate me for telling you the truth, okay? This will be messy and painful. Snap out of the fantasy of friends and foes fawning over you and your great wisdom, wit. Navigating relationships, whether as pastors or parents or just plain people, is going to be a whole lot more like giving birth than we'd like to imagine. With each conflict, a contraction. Which reminds us that Galatians is not only a letter filled with provocative questions, but with loaded metaphors. And with this one in particular, he does a nice somersault right in the middle of it. He starts off as the mother in labor, again, with the same child, again. And then he just flips that baby. As Beth Moore observes, my firstborn required 14 stitches to birth. I'm unspeakably thankful to have her, but I don't want to birth her again. Yet even this anomaly, the idea of birthing the same person or people again, does not prepare us for what comes next in Paul's metaphor. Just when we expect Paul to birth the Galatians a second time and then proceed to raise them up in the likeness of Christ, we're redirected. The image before us is Paul remaining in labor, not until the Galatians are fully formed in him, but until Christ is fully formed in them. Paul's final gasp of desperation, hands thrown in the air. How I wish I could be there with you right now and change my tone because I don't know what to do with you. Cinches it. Parenting, especially teens, and pastoring anyone is like labor. Relationships are labor, sometimes hard labor. They can run hot and cold perhaps with some dull, drummy, lukewarm spells thrown in for good measure. And this business of seeing Christ formed either in ourselves or in others is not for the squeamish. Be prepared to scream a lot. Okay, you know the drill. Ah, again, there's the word, drill. Read the first half of this fourth page of Galatians one more time using the translation of your choice. See if anything fresh pops out at you. Don't try to force something out. Just see if something does come out. And then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. Which relationship in your life, personal, religious, professional, has most recently felt like labor. What helped you to breathe through it? Or are you still breathing through it or maybe screaming through it? Why can relationships be such difficult labor at times? Why is seeing Jesus formed anew in us such a difficult labor? Lord, at times, it seems we are adrift in a sea of broken relationships, of love turned cold, of affection dimmed, of fellowship's flame extinguished, leaving us with smoke in our eyes and deep pain in our hearts. But a bruised reed you will not break, and a smoldering wick you will not quench. Relight the fire of your love and affection in me, and, where possible, O God of the impossible, kindle it again, in fellowship long cooled and even fossilized. For you are indeed the one who raises the dead and calls the things that are not as though they were. 
relight the fire and give me strength for the labor through your spirit with, upon, and in us. Amen.